Greetings and welcome back to another an ongoing series of Shurim and Dafyomi. My name is Yitzchak Shalom and this is the penultimate podcast of our study of Masachat Sota. We are now on Daf Mem Zayin Amud Aleph at the Mishnah at the bottom of the Amud, which includes a Mishnayot um, Zayin, Chet, Tet, and Yod all lumped together. Nimsaha uh, Horeg. If the murderer was found. Uh, in the context of an Egla Rufa ceremony, if the Egla had not yet been killed, then it goes back to the flock or to the herd, and um, we, there's no need because it was selected to go ahead with the ceremony. If it had already been killed or broken its neck, it's buried in its spot. Why? The whole purpose that it came was to resolve a safek. Kipras fekavahachala. The safek has been atoned for, meaning we've already solved it. We found the murder. However, if the egla was already killed and then the murder was found, he's still killed. We don't assume for a moment that because the uh, egla rufa ceremony took place, that somehow that absolves him or lessens his indictment. Now, the next Mishnah, Mishnah Chet, Eid Echad Omer Ra'iti Atahoreg, Echad Omer Lo Ra'ita. One witness says, I saw the murder, which means it's no longer a case of nobody knows who he is. And another witness says, no, you didn't see him, I was with you. Or a woman says, I saw him, meaning anybody who knows. And another woman says, you did not see. The ceremony continues. In other words, these edim in each case cancel each other out. But, so this is easy. If one says, I saw, and two say, no, you didn't see, and continue. However, if two people say we did see, and one says no, you you guys didn't see, then there is no need for the ceremony again. And this, of course, brings us back to the sugya daflam and alafam and bed about sota, uh, with a different context, with circumstances where if one witness claims that he saw the affair consummated and one contradicts him, etc., and we will see the Gemara all play out in a very similar fashion. Um, okay, that's Mishnah Chet. Mishnah Tet and Yod is a beginning of a process that will take us all the way to the end of the Masachet, which is agonic in nature and historic, and details the uh, sort of diminution or downfall of morality of society, and as a result, a whole host of other things that came along with it, uh, evidently, uh, during the latter years of the second bayit and then afterwards. Misha Rabba wrote, once there was an increase in murders, but la They stopped doing Eglarufa. We'll see why. There was a particular thug by the name of Eliezer ben Dinoi, and he had this other nickname, Chazuli Kroto ben Haratzchan. They called him the murderer's kid. In other words, uh, there was a plethora of murders. Once there was a lot of adultery going on, they stopped doing the Sota ceremony. That was Rebekhan Zakai, which now gives us a date. It's roughly around the end of the second bayit. In other words, I will no longer take measures against your daughters because they uh, are adulterers, uh, and your daughters in law because they're adulterers, and yeah, because it's so rife now. Now, Mishemet Yosi ben Yoezer, the ish trader Yosi ben Yehuda ish Rishalayim, the two of the one of the zugot that was right around the turn of the millennium, 
That was the end of the Eshkolot, which we will see means a sort of a Renaissance man, somebody who has uh, all manners of greatness. Right? Yochan Kohen Gadol, who was in the first century BCE, he cancelled Vidui Maser. We'll see why. He cancelled the Maorin and the Nokfin. We'll see what the reference there is. And until he came around, you could still hear a hammer banging in Yerushalayim. This was on Cholamoid. And during his day, you didn't have to ask about Tamai. We will see all of this treated fully in the Gemara. Okay, the first thing. Uh, it deals with the Mishnah Zion, which says that if the uh, murderer was found, what we do? How do I know that if I found the murderer, he's still on the hook? The text says the land will not be cleansed without the blood of the murderer. So in the next Mishnah, it said that if we have the, con- the contradiction between one versus one, etc., that's how it plays out. Now, so it's only because if the one witness says, I saw the murder, and another one contradicts him, then they knock each other out. So without that, one witness is believed. Why is it that one witness is believed? Very much like Sota. The text says, if you find a dead body and nobody knows who killed him. If it's known to anyone, if we find out that there's anybody who claims that they saw the murderer, then they don't do the ceremony. If the Sanhedrin saw the murderer, even though they don't recognize him, they don't know how to point him out, then we don't do it. What does the Beitin say? Our eyes didn't see. Now, earlier we interpreted it as that being about escort. But here it's about the act. Mahalo Ra'u, in the deed, they did see. It doesn't matter that they can't identify him and can't bring him to justice. Now, all of that put together tells us that one witness is enough to cancel this ceremony. So, how could it be that the other person who comes later and says, You didn't see him, how is his hachasha considered? Everywhere the Torah accepts one witness, it's as if two. So this other fellow who comes cannot cancel out two. And the first guy who says, I saw the guy kill him, is like two. Ula would say, So Ula would read the Mishnah differently and say, if it's one versus one, we cancel the ceremony. But and this is exactly the same personalities who take this, this position in the issue of Sota. He says, no, the Mishnah says how you are feeling, like our Mishnah reads. So how will Rabbi defend the challenge against Ula's dictum? If the two witnesses come at the same time, one says, I saw the murderer, and the other guy says, no, you didn't, they cancel each other out, nothing happens. But if the first guy comes and says, I saw the murderer, and then they decide to cancel the ceremony, and then another guy comes and says, no, you didn't, then we disregard him, because of Ula's ruling. Now, Tanan, let's see if that works. Look at the Mishnah, it says, if one guy says, I saw the killer, and the other guy says, no, you didn't, then... Um, Uh, sorry, if one person says, I, kill, I saw the killer, and two people say, no, you didn't, how you are fiend, we continue the ceremony. 
What's the implication? One versus one, we don't do it, which seems to support Ula's read. So that seems to dis, to discredit Rabbi Chia's read, which is our read of the Mishnah. How you would turn around and say, you're making that kind of inference, they're going to have a problem with the end of the Mishnah. If two people said we saw the killer, and one says you didn't, then you don't continue the ceremony. What's the implication of it was one versus one you do? So you got the excluded metal element. Our entire Mishnah is talking not about regular Eidim, but about Psule Eidut. A woman, a slave, whatever. Anywhere that the Torah accepts one witness, we're no longer dealing with Eidut, we simply deal with the majority of voices. So if majority of voices say, we saw the killer, or majority of voices say, we didn't, that's what we follow. And therefore, two women against the man are like two men against the man. In other words, we no longer worry about kashrut of Eidim. There's a more modified version of Nehemiah. If the first guy to come and say, I saw the killer was a man, was a proper witness, even a hundred women coming to contradict him would be like one. What's the case here? The first one to say, I saw the killer was a woman, or otherwise, Nehemiah's rule should be read a little bit more moderately. Anywhere the Torah gives credibility to one witness, you have to follow a majority of voices, meaning a majority of opinions here, or presentations. Two women versus one woman is like two men versus one man. It's a majority of voices. But if you have two women uh, testifying in opposition to the testimony of one man, that's like half and half. So if that's the case, exactly a cut-and-paste sugya from Daflamad Alafam and Bet about Sota. Why do we need to have two mentions of Psule Edut, of two versus one and one versus two? Maybe we only follow Rabbi Nehemiah's ruling, to continue the ceremony. Maybe we won't cancel the ceremony based on this Rov Deot, that we do. Okay, then Nishna Chet, Sorry, Mr. Tet then started with this descent. Mishraba wrote Tzchanim. The more that the, that murderers increased, Mishraba wrote Tzchanim, but la egla rufa. Why the vishayna ba'al asafek? Right? It's there to solve the doubt. Mishraba wrote Tzchanim, but la egla rufa. Meaning, the minute that there were more brazen murderers who would kill without worrying about discretion, there was no point of egla rufa. The next place in the Mishnah said the more that there was adultery, that they ceased. There was Rabbi Chaman Zakkai who ceased the ceremony of the Sota. The Pasuk at the end of uh, Sota says that when the man is cleansed of sin and the woman uh, bears her sin. It's only if the man is cleansed and is otherwise uh, not guilty of sexual uh, improper liaisons, then the water works on his wife. If not, not. My Vyomer, why quote the Pasuk from Hoshea? Maybe it's only if the husband is a sinner that it doesn't work, but if they have children who are sinners or other people around them Meaning that if they're if the lot if the whole society is like that, even if the husband's clean, nonetheless the waters don't work. Maybe it only means 
if the husband is guilty of adultery, but not of just uh, inappropriate relations. That's why the rest of that text is quoted says that uh, because the men are all partying with the cult priests, priestesses, etc., cult prostitutes. My v'am lo yavin yilavet. Why does the end of the pasuk say that? If you're careful about yourself, then the water will work. Alright, so am lo yavin yilavet. Right, if the, if you pay attention. Now the brighter continues with things that aren't listed in the Mishnah. When you have more uh, lustful people who wanted material gain, justice got corrupted. Behavior went down the drain. There's no respite in the world. Once there were people who favored litigants. Batel lo taguru. So the mitzvah, the Torah says, you're not allowed to judge, it's not allowed to fear anybody, was lost because they were afraid of the people that they needed to show honor to, pay them. Pasak lo takiru, and the idea of not, not favoring somebody was lost. Ufarku ol shamayim, and they took off the yoke of heaven, ratnu alayim ol basaradam, and they accepted the yoke of people. Mishirambu lo chashelachishot padin, when they had people who would whisper to the judge, Rabba haron af b'israel, then God's anger increased, and yistalka shchinah. Be careful, You have to realize when you're judging, God is present. Mishirabu People are following their own urge for money. Suddenly have people who are subverting all sorts of uh, reality and saying good is bad and bad is good because they're all interested in money. Once that happened, people who said, whoa, whoa, the things are terrible. Um, once there were um, an increase of the people who uh, would do things of uh, haughtiness? In this case, they would uh, their spittle would be uh, would be um, would be uh, pushed out in a long way. Whatever it was, it was some sort of a manner of haughtiness. Rabbo Yehirim. So Yehirim, uh, vain people increase. Talmidim. So less study. Torah down. The Torah is looking for people to study it. Shirabo Yehirim with the increase of haughtiness and vain and vanity, Jewish girls started marrying such people. That uh, our generation um, just doesn't see uh, doesn't see anything uh, about that. We have a statement that says somebody who is haughty, he's not even accepted by his own family. Shunemar a man who is vain or is haughty, what's Even in his own house, he's not accepted. So the answer is mikara kafzale, right? So originally, what happens is the girls really go after these vain guys. Once they marry them, l'sof mitzalaya. Then they they already are degrading in their eyes. They pay no attention. When we had a lot an increase in um, placing. Um, um the judges trying to do business with their with the uh with the landowners with the members of society 
Rabba Hashochad, so of course there was an increase in bribery, Vatayat Mishpat, and corruption of justice, Ufaskat Tova, and that was the end of goodness. Shrabba Makamble, Mikabalani Tovatcha, Machazakani Tovotacha, people who owed each other's favors, Rabu Isha, Shabinav Yasep, so that increased to the, to the point where everybody was doing whatever was right in their eyes. Um, because they saw that the Dayanim were uh, favoring them, they felt they could do anything. Uh, the low became high, the high became low. And the law and order went down. When the uh, people who were jealous and, um, and, um, and, and people who would, uh, would, would not be willing to give anything to the poor, uh, so people became even more stubborn and people became refused now to lend money. Be very careful not to be hard in your heart and not give uh, to people who need not to lend to them. This uh, diatribe against the women in Yeshayahu that uh, walk in the streets and, and with their head held high and uh, trying to show off for the young men then there should have been an increase in my mamarim because there was an increase in adultery. But it had already been stopped. And people who were willing to accept gifts increased. Life became shorter. If somebody hates gifts, he'll live. People are very haughty. There was an increase in dispute. That's elsewhere about the students of Shemayin Hillel who didn't uh, properly apprentice and study, it seemed like there were two Torot. Every issue there was Machloket. When you had people accepting charity from the non-Jews, So at that point, Israel were literally... Uh, high and they were low, but it's really a euphemism. It's the opposite. We were down. It's a terrible Okay, the Mishnah said, Mishamet Yossi ben Yoezer, that was the end of Eshkolot. Water Eshkolot, or Yehuda Mashmuel, Ish Shakolbo. A Renaissance man. Now we get to something a little bit more halachic. Yochanan Kohen Gadol, Hever Hadayat Maser, etc. The last Mishnah we studied told us that when Yochanan Kohen Gadol canceled the Vidui Maser. Right? So now, my time, because the the reason is because we don't do the mitzvah properly because the Torah said that Masarishon goes to the Levim and we give it to the Kohanim as per um, Ezra's Takona to take it away from the Levim as a Knas because they didn't make Aliyah so why didn't you say Vidi Masrot on the rest of it that I gave it to the Almana and to the Ger etc the rule is that you have to be able to make the declaration about all the Masrot. If you can't make it about some, you can't make it about any. My time, because the first thing mentioned is there, so if you didn't give it to the Levi, you can't say the rest. So that proves that people would separate Masrishon, and they just wouldn't give it to the Levim. But we have a brighter that says that Yochan Gadol was the one who made the decree of Dmai. What's Dmai? We'll see in a minute. He saw that everybody was only separating Truma Gadola. Only some people were separating Masrot. 
Amarlam, so he told them, Banai, Bov Amarlachem, I'll tell you the following. Kashem Shatruma Gdola Yeshba Avon Mita, just like there's Avon Mita for eating food that doesn't have Truma Gdola separated. Kach Trumat Maser Vatevel Yeshba Avon Mita. The same thing is true about Trumat Maser. Trumat Maser is the 10% that the Levi has to separate from his Maser to give to the coin. If he doesn't do so, there's Avon Mita. So it's just a serious. So he made the following rule, which is what we practice. If you buy from an Amaretz, you have to separate Maserish and Masersheni. Masserish and Afrishim and a Trumat Maser, not a coin. You take then one tenth of that Maserish, meaning one one hundredth, and give it to the coin. Masersheni, Oleva, Chlobishalim, Masersheni, Yishalim. Serish and Maseroni, and Motsimachavarla But Maserish, you don't have to give it to anybody, because let them prove that it wasn't separated. Right? So, why is it that um, Yochanan, Coin Gadol, canceled Fidui Masrot? Because it wasn't being given to the Levi, the reality was it wasn't giving given to anybody. So the answer is Tartitiken. There were two steps. Bitel vidui the chaverim. First of all, it was mivatel the vidui of people who did separate Trumat Masrot because they didn't give the Maser to the Levim, they gave the entire Maser to the Kohanim. And then he's made a separate because they were against when you buy stuff from the Amearitz, you have to separate Maserisham, but you don't give it to anybody. Okay, later on it says, Hubitel to Maorim. It says that Yochanan Kohen Gadol canceled the Maorin. What are these? My Maorim. Amarachbo Chol Yom Bayom Shayu Omdim Levim Al Duchan. The Levim would stand on the platform. Vyomrim. They would say Ura Lamati Shana Adonai. Wake up, God. Why are you sleeping? And because they felt with the impending destruction and uh, things going badly, uh, that uh, not the men of destruction necessarily, but things were going badly, that God is not paying attention. Amarla and Mechiyeshe and Alif Neamakom. He challenged essentially the Apostle and tell him. How can you say that God is sleeping? The Garden of Israel never sleeps. What is the story? When things are very bad and Am Yisrael suffering and the, the, the nations of the world are having a good time, it feels like God is sleeping, but to say that in the Beit HaMikdash is a call to wake up God, that's inappropriate. So he canceled that. Veta nokfim, he canceled the nokfim. What are those? I'm reviewing our Shmuel. Shumasartim la ego ben karnav kereshipol dam beinav. They would scratch the a calf before being makrivit between its horns so that blood would fall into its eyes. And what was the reason for doing that? Um, to uh, to kind of confuse him, be able to take him down and, and slaughter him. And there's nothing technically wrong with that. It looks like a mum. Manitatana, we have another version in the Mishnah, in a Brayta, Shayu Chovtino Tob Maklot, they would hit the animal with sticks. There are Shosino Tob Avadukachov, and it looks exactly like they would do when offering to Avodazara. So he said, How long are you going to keep feeding Nevelot to the altar? Nevelot? How can you call it Nevelot? Ella Trefot, why? Maybe by hitting him, you have caused some of the marrow of the of one of the bones to break open or something. Meaning, you made a trefa. So he established those rings that were in the tiles of the kark of the Azara, where you would hook one of the uh, the animal's legs to it, or the tabaot that were on the wall, but mainly ones in the kark. You hook it to him, then it would stand still, and then you could shecht it. Okay, the Mishnah said, I told you, we already explained how Dmai worked. Okay, the next Mishnah, which is uh, Mishnah Yod Aleph, 
Um, and even though Mishnah Yodbet is linked into this, I'm not going to read it because the only part of the Gemara we're going to analyze will be Mishnah Yodalef. Mishabatla Sanhedrin Batel Hashem Beta Mishtaot. When the Sanhedrin ceased to function in Yerushalayim, that was the end of singing in the, at parties. Shinemar, Beshir, Loishtu Yayin, etc. Okay, that's the only part that we're going to see. Look at the Gemara. We'll go back to the Mishnah in the next, in the final podcast, to see that piece. How do I know that that pasuk about Bashir lo yayin, they won't sing anymore when they're drinking, is talking about the cancellation of the Sanhedrin? Because um, it says the elders have ceased to be at the gates, meaning of judgment, and the young men at their singing. So you see the two are linked together. Amrav Udna Deshama Zimra Teaker. This is a very complex sugya. An ear that hears singing should be should be uprooted. Amrava Zimra Beveta Chorva If you have singing in the house, then it leads to um, to ultimately to destruction. <clears throat> and Besifa here Shenemar Kol Yisrael B'Chalon Cherav Basafki Arzaira. So if there's singing in the window, the threshold will start to break open. You think that a house that's built with cedar wood is like a protected city? It's also, uh, also could be attacked. Even a house like that could fall. When a house starts to fall, it falls from the threshold. That its destruction comes from the gates. I saw it. I saw it, and it gores like um, like a, an ox. Right? That uh, this the house coming down. Singing when you're working out and you know shepherding or something like that. Shari, that's okay. The gardoi usur. Right, but uh, if it's the Islam workers who are doing it just for entertainment, then it's no good. If you're doing it as part of your work, it's okay. Rav Huna Batil Zimra, he canceled it. Kamea Avzi Bezuza, Masea Chiti Bezuza, Velo Ibi. The price of all the food went way up, and there was still no way to find it. In other words, it affected work in a bad way. Atav Chista Zilzal Bez. Rav Chista came and made fun of this. Iboi Avza Bezuza, Velo Mishtakach. He wanted to buy a. A uh, goose for a zoos and couldn't find it. Yosef, Zimre Gavri Vani Nashi. If you have a situation where the men are singing and the women are responding, Pritsuta, that's uh, improper. Zamri Nashi Vani Gavri. If you have the women singing and the men responding to them, Keishpinarat, that's like a flame right in flax. It's gonna, the Yitzhar just goes crazy on that. Lamai Nafkamina. So what's the Nafkamina if they're both wrong? Tuli Helmi Kami Hai, because sometimes you can't cancel everything out. So you say at least if we're gonna do it, let's have it the men singing and the women answer. This is all about the Yitzhahara, of course, excited by song. If you uh, are drinking wine while there's um, uh, while there is uh, these kind of singing, you bring, bring uh, destruction to the world. Those who get up early in the morning, they're looking after drink, if they stay up late at night, you know they came, the wine makes them go. Those are the, the four things. 
They don't see what God's created. What does it say? My nation has been exiled without knowledge. What's that? They bring exile. What's that mean? They bring a famine to the world. They bring a, a, a thirst because Torah is forgotten by those who study it. And he makes man go down. He makes God low. We know God is called an ish in Shiratayam, so he makes the man down. The eyes of the mighty are brought low. That Am Yisrael is brought down. What does it say afterwards? Hades has opened up its mouth. And all of this glory has gone down, and uh, Gehenna rejoices with the fact that it has swallowed this. Okay, we'll pick up Mirza Hashem. We'll go back to the Mishnah and briefly to finish off that Mishnah and then study the rest of this passage and take us to the final set of Mishnayot which are found on Memtet Amr Aleph. Everybody should have a wonderful day.